0: This morning's scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, and we'll be beginning in verse 1. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. I don't know if you have noticed but 2020 has been quite a year. We started off with wildfires in Australia, remember that? (laughs) And then an impeachment trial and a pandemic which caused the world to shut down for a while and then created economic uncertainty that we are living in. And then African-Americans were were murdered, and marches and protests and rioting ensued. And oh yeah, there were killer bees. And it's just the beginning of June now. People have predicted that the end of 2020 will either be something from Revelation, or the Old Testament, or an Avengers movie. Others just want to cancel the rest of 2020 and try again next year. This year has only gotten crazier, so we might as well stop while we're ahead. But I read a poem this past week by Leslie Dwight that put it in perspective for me. What if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awaking us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change. Work for change. Become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. Yes, what Leslie says here is true. Last week I spoke about this holy disturbance that we are in the midst of. Just like the Spirit came on that first Pentecost, the Spirit is among us now, causing yet another holy disturbance, bringing the reality of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven right now we have the opportunity, an opportunity that we've always had, but one that we like to ignore so that we don't have to pay attention to it, an opportunity to reimagine the world in which we live. As we come out of quarantine, we get to choose what we allow back into our lives. As our eyes have been opened to the injustices of those around us, we get to choose how we participate in moving our country and our world forward. And if we are going to reimagine our world, why not at least consider what God imagines for us? So for the next several weeks, we are going to take a look at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount— where Jesus explores what it looks like to follow him and to live in God's kingdom, which is basically, God's kingdom is basically God's rescue plan for the whole world. It's in this kingdom that Jesus will confront evil, restore God's reign, and create a new family of God that includes everyone. In Matthew, it says that Jesus goes up to a mountaintop and speaks to the crowd that's coming out to receive healing and to hear him speak. And in this sermon, we see that Jesus' kingdom is this upside down kingdom where there are no privileged members. The poor, the nobodies, the wealthy, the religious, they all come together, they are all invited in this kingdom. And everyone is equal in their invitation to turn and to repent and to follow Jesus joining his family. Jesus says that he isn't here to set aside the commands that are found in the Torah, in the in the Old Testament. Rather, Jesus is here to fulfill all of those things, all of those laws through his life and his teaching. He's here to transform the hearts of, Of his people so that they can truly love God, love their neighbors, including their enemies. The first part of Jesus' sermon is what we call the Beatitudes. It's today's scripture. Jesus is describing here this community of believers, those who are going to follow him, follow his way, those who are going to usher in and help him bring this new kingdom. And, by, and this uniting thing, theme that is throughout this whole Beatitudes is that what who God calls as blessed, God calls those who are blessed, those who are orientated and focused on God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those who know their lives are not in their own control. Those who only Their identity and their security is in God. Blessed are those who lament that God's kingdom has not come yet, who recognize and realize that this world is not the end. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who are grounded in God's hope and actively do God's will here and now. Blessed are the pure in heart, who are singly devoted to God, rather than themselves and then to God. Those who love God with their whole heart, their whole mind, soul, and strength. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who actively work toward reconciliation. But this this world that Jesus describes, this kingdom is not the world that we currently live in. The Beatitudes that we live by right now go something like this. Blessed are the well-educated, for they will get the good jobs. Blessed are the well-connected, for their aspirations will not go unnoticed. Blessed are you when you know what you want, and you go after it with everything that you want, for God helps those who help themselves." remember that from last year. God didn't say that. The kingdom that we have created is focused on ourselves, and then God is an addition or an aside. But what would it look like if your life for you to live into God's kingdom that Jesus describes here in the Sermon on the Mount— For me, as I reflected on this, it would look like a quote that I have memorized from Shana Niequist's book, Present Over Perfect. Worth is inherent, given by God, not earned by our hustling. Blessed are those who are rooted in God and not chasing after a world that has stripped them of their own self-worth. This year... Right now, we have the opportunity in the midst of this holy disturbance to stop chasing after what the world is trying to offer us. With the Spirit's help, we can realize that what this world is peddling is not really what we are after. But what we are after is only found in God. We can change our focus from ourselves to God and open ourselves to the kingdom of God here and now. I encourage you as we go through this series, as we look at this Sermon on the Mount with all of these basic tenets of the Christian faith, that you can take these and see how they fit into your life. See how your life might be transformed in the days between Sundays, so that God's kingdom might be here on earth as it is in heaven. That God might be glorified. Thanks be to God. Amen.